Okay, outside world. Haha, <laughs> laughter. What is this? Why are people happy? This is so weird. This light is not like even warm, but it's warming up the atmosphere. Hello, welcome to the podcasting corner. Did I press record? Good question, as always. This is where we dream. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> Look at the whitest corner. There's friends. Mm. This airplane, okay, this is one of the best movies, 1980. I got a DVD, but my laptops don't have the DVD hole, so that's something. You're getting the premium sneak peek, you know? The podcast people just get the audio, you actually get, get the visuals. You get to see me twist my neck constantly. It's probably gonna hurt tomorrow, so... It's a mini-sode, let's test this out. How will this work? Well, let's get in the zone, let's do this. Okay, this is already, already the start of it is so strong. You're, you're not ready for what's coming. So I should probably start recording on the actual thing. I am the professor Maja Stepanovic, and this is Criminal Law 100, or as I prefer to call it, how to get away with murder. Welcome, everybody. Remember how to get away with murder? Remember the most iconic scenes? The most, just the intro grabbed you. You like, you were like, I need to, I, I must continue watching. Also, this also should clarify why I use only my first name. Can you pronounce it? It's very easy, right? Stepanovic, do it with me, do it with me. Let's do, vocalize now. Stepanovic. This episode, this minisode, by the way, is gonna be on YouTube, so, you know, just click the link below, check me out, check out how I twist my neck to see what my podcast corner looks like. There's even a sneak peek that people here just don't know about, you know. <laughs> Let's enhance this YouTube experience and actually have visuals as well. And I'm gonna be talking about certain criminals as well and then include visuals. So that's why head over there, follow me everywhere, subscribe everywhere. That's how you can freely, for free, that's two different words, freely and for free. <laughs> two completely different meanings. But yeah, this is how you can for free support this podcast. So, this is by all means necessary. It's a mini-sode, and we are talking about, yes, how to get away with murder today. Not in a creepy way. Okay, how else? What other way is there, Maya? What I mean to say, as a disclaimer, is that this is not actually giving you reasons or encouraging everybody to get away with murder. No, it's actually doing like the complete opposite. It's gonna tell you and teach you how all of these ways are faulty. Mm. They're all faulty, don't do it, they're all dumb as hell, and a lot of things that you see on TV are just myths. So, let's start with what I'm gonna cover is a couple of common ways. So like boring, acid, fire, water... I think I put pigs as well, just because this is how this podcast started. This podcast, after all, did start covering Robert Picton. Yeah, we all started with pigs and then we proceeded on to better things. So, um, without further ado, uh, let's start with boring. It's the simplest way, right? It's the one maybe you probably think first about. With every single one, what I'm gonna do is cover like pros and cons and then the grit, which is like, well, you know, if you came this far, this is how you're gonna get busted or just like, this is something you might think about. And uh, for the lack of better word, my Google searches have been just incriminating as hell this week. So don't go out searching. 
<laughs> but also the just the ways you can find certain information you kind of need to dig around and google it differently anyways i'll focus on that once i talk about things so putting it pros well the pros should be technically if you have your own property like this should be again not encouraging anybody to do things like this but you know let's say you have your own property you are not exposed to eviction anytime soon you're probably not paying rent yourself either so Dorotea Puente for example is a great example of a criminal not a great example of a beauty because she looked exactly the same for about like 40 years this is why I had to YouTube to check the visuals she has looked like an old ass grandma for the longest ass time so Dorotea here um, had like a lodge house and then she used to rent it out to all these lodgers and then well she kind of killed them one by one and then the police caught up finally after I don't know how many she had literally a garden of people that she has killed so again you know you might just need to weigh your options out and be like well I will get caught one day Another thing that might be a pro, and this is this really scary one for me, it's once like a new building is rising and then there's scaffolding, there's like all of this cement and stuff that you can you know, hide a body under. What I mean is like, that's super scary for me because imagine if you maybe have the license or you are the person scaffolding and then what, you just put somebody under cement because again, there's laws and stuff for that building to be demolished in the future. You know, you might not have the power as like a parent or somebody to have it demolished just to like find the person that is um, really deep under that building. But again, these are like really rare things and yeah you can again get caught also also you should kind of like bear in mind different infrastructure points so like let's say they're building like a sewer system in town or um you know they're like making like they're building like there's different pipes they're setting up like new pipes let's say and then well that can be a hiding place but again disgusting coming to the cons of it and this has been super weird a search that ended up in like a paragraph that is just mentioning how well leaving bodies um on the surface so like without actually burying them in the ground is actually more eco-friendly so i guess if you want to be eco-friendly don't commit fucking crimes in the first place but yes yeah, sky burial allows dead bodies to be eaten by vultures on open grounds just like okay sure and it's more ecological to let like human bodies, dead bodies, to be quickly eaten rather than just burying them under soil where they're inevitably going to be eaten by maggots and bacteria. Obviously, if you are a criminal, this is again the cons of it and a dumb way. And a dumb way. So you shouldn't really be thinking eco-friendly, you know. As I mentioned, don't commit crime if you are because you want to think about body decomposition. You want bacteria and other person to like decompose the body quickly so that people don't have the time of death again this episode is just for information purposes it's not giving people advice don't be like maya told me okay okay <laughs> and now this was one where like you know because there's so many movies on this shit and there's so many like so much different information on sniffer dogs cadaver dogs can you pass the goddamn dogs <laughs> I put and you better dig 
at least 15 feet underground. So I've seen different things, like I've seen 6 feet. Still, I mean, it doesn't actually matter how deep you dig. I'm gonna come to that. But I put, you better dig, bitch. You better dig, bitch. Yep, different, different Britney tune to this. Despite the fact that a dog's sense of smell is 100 to 1000 times more sensitive than a human, need, these dogs do need a lot of practice. So you need a good trainer and, well, there's, it takes a lot of time. So again, you better pray that no cadaver dog is trained in your area. Because this training usually takes from 18 months to about 2 years time. So a long ass time. For those of you watching on YouTube and wondering what this is, it's just like a rubber band. I used them since I was 3 years old. It helps with anxiety and then it just became a habit and then, uh, yeah, now I will probably rather kill you than get rid of the gummy, okay? It has a name. It's a special problem. It's okay. Let's just admit to every special problem that you have, Maya. Yes, let's do it on camera. Cool. Cadaver dogs. That's where we stopped. So cadaver dogs are actually looking for scents. This is something that I didn't know. So there's about, there's like two particular scents. So cadaverine, smartly named, is the smell that's officially sound like classified as unpleasant. So that's the smell you think when you think corpse smell. Hopefully none of you experienced it because I've heard it's foul from all of the research. And um, so that's the responsible one for the smell of the flesh. And is also found in urine and semen. So, again, if there's urine, if there's semen, if you, like, let's say, sexually assaulted somebody and then buried them, you, you're fucked. Uh, and then there is putrescine, which smells similar to cadaverine, but is also what makes bad breath bad. As I mentioned, cool. Let's say, you know, there have, unfortunately for you, criminal, dogs have been trained in your area. And then they can actually, um, in certain studies, dogs could actually, even once they're properly trained, they can smell all different stages of decomposition. And some of them could even locate the skeletonized remains. So they would locate them even when they were like um, under 300 feet under the under soil, under earth. Yeah, 300 feet under earth. And even if they were 25 years old and over. So even dry bone. You stand no chance against dogs. And now we come to myth busting. Obviously, if you have like watched any freaking criminal show, this one pisses me off. And I was like, I need to find information. Literally putting weirdest Google searches. God, this one was a bummer to find. I was like, give me something. The internet really doesn't want to give it to you when you Google it straight up. And that's the myth is, well, if you watched anything, like you know that everybody's like, well, if you put dead animal over the corpse, it will mask the smell and then they will not find it. Actually, from everything I have read, and there's very limited information on this particular part, which makes me think like, mm, maybe there's a leeway They are again, not encouraging you. But if the dogs have been trained properly, they can differentiate the smells. So if you put the animal above the freaking human, above the corpse, in fact, like, it's more probable that that corpse will be fine, will be found, because dogs will be able to still smell it, and they're gonna be like, oh, dead animal. And well, if the cops find dead animal first, they're gonna know that you have watched some bad fucking TV show. Is there anything that I didn't summarize paragraph? So yeah, cadaver dogs can focus on human remains, while 
ignoring the corpses of the dead animals nearby. But why? Well, I kind of told you. Um, you remember the cadaverine and the other one that doesn't really isn't really catchy. So when the trainers train these dogs, they kind of have these smells. It's kind of like, I don't know, when you're developing any skills and then you focus just on that skills. So these cadaver dog trainers are going to have different smells. So let's say if they teach a dog, if they train a dog to um, smell pig remains, let's say you have deaths of pigs on a farm and then you train a dog, you're like, hey, smell pig cadaver, smell pig cadaver. Obviously that dog is then going to be super skilled and sniffing out pig cadavers. So the same applies when it comes to corpses. And because this is the only like normal article that I have found is that the scientists are onto you as well. Because people are working on isolating the human cadaver specific chemical cocktail. The researchers are comparing the scent of the dead animals to the scent of dead humans. And that's how they're like building this research and training these dogs. So again, you can't pass the sniff dogs. You can't pass the cadaver dogs. Saws, saws murderer. Just an example, people have used odors of decomposing pig, dog, chicken, sparrow, sturgeon. What is a sturgeon? Frog, turtle, deer. I swear, I think it was in Germany. When I was in Germany, Alejandro, if you're listening to this, hit me up. So my friend's friend, like I met up and he just crushed all of the German dreams for me. But basically I met this with this guy in Berlin and he kind of works like for a lab. And he said in Germany, people can only test on rats. And even that is like a procedure. They need to like sign contracts and stuff. It's weird how in the US they're just like, yeah, pigeons, whatever animal is like, yeah, let's just test it. Let's just test against this dead animal that we have found. Yeah, and some countries are like, we can't actually do that. So the whole summary of this is, yeah, you will probably get cold because there are faults in every single bit. And if you decide to use cadaver dogs, you are either left with a dog being able to pinpoint a human straight up or a dog being able to smell death, meaning death of an animal as well. So don't trust myths, don't trust television. That's the moral of the story. On to the second method, and that's burning, fire. Everybody's like, fire is going to eliminate all of the DNA evidence. You, first of all, are mistaken. Actually, I've listened to recently, again, not plugging Ellen O'Neill, but she is successful. She doesn't need my plugs. She has covered, and I think Red Handed Podcast has actually covered this as well. It's called Clydeck Murders. Clydeck is in Wales. I don't know, Welsh. It's cool. So, and that's the fire. There's been like a cover-up. That's like a proper cover-up, police cover-up case. But the moral of it is that, well, this myth has kind of been busted because there has been a fire. And still, what happens in fire is that it's not that the DNA evidence will just disappear and anything. Again, depends on the size of the fire, the scope of it. It's more that the body blackens. So if there is DNA evidence, people have here actually managed to find semen and and everything. So fire might not be the best option. Also, where the hell are you lighting the fire? (laughs) Because I literally put one pros and that's evidence, maybe, question mark. Cons is everything else. First of all, where are you putting that fire up? If it's like middle of nowhere, the forest, it's huge, it's gonna alert somebody, what are you doing? But now, let's say, you have an access to a crematorium, (laughs) 
these Google searches have been epic. I was like, okay, I need to find something. So crematoriums, let's say you are one of the very rare people working for like a funeral home and you're committing crime and you have access to burn a body at a hundred, at a thousand degrees. It's actually even over a thousand. So that would be pretty efficient, right? Cool. Yeah, let's say you managed to get away with that. Um, what are you doing with human bones and the teeth? Do you know how crematoriums work? I have learned this week, but now I know how life works. So the grid is... Okay, like, bear with me. So <sighs> this is how crematoriums work. You put the body like in the box and... You put it at a temperature of 760 to 1150 degrees Celsius. So, during this cremation process, the greater portion of the body is vaporized, oxidized, basically burnt. But what happens is, well, first of all, actually, this is the thing. You need to really know your victim, because let's say, yeah, you're doing this illegally. Certain things like, pacemakers I've heard like they would explode you need to move like let's say they have implants you need to remove those there's a lot of things that can just blow up in the incinerator so let's say even if you have the access to it you might want to be super careful about it also you might want to consider how long it actually takes just in general fires do but if you are particularly burning it in the incinerator it usually takes between hour and a half to two hours and with larger bodies it can be even a larger amount of time and now the bones the bones are kind of the problem if you are deciding on any of these choices to get away with murder the bones the bones will be the problem to you so um listen carefully also okay the great of this is that you will never fully get rid of bones basically after let's say you have the access to the crematorium right you have incinerated in this body now with the remains you will still have the dry bone the dry bone fragments now <laughs> So you don't just need to have the access to the incinerator. You need to have the access to the machine that's called a cremulator. And that is essentially a blender. Remember, Richard Chase? A blender. Mm, he blended different things. Anyways, fuck Richard Chase, man. Um, <laughs> so after you put them into this cremulator, the bones are left with like the fine sand texture and color. And they are kind of like able to be scattered away you will still probably notice the difference like if let's say we're talking about the urn but technically they are closer to ash than before and well if you are lucky enough this grinding process actually takes only about 20 seconds so yay not promoting this at all what you should take into consideration though is the weight so even if you um this is another thing that people don't tell you on any TV shows when, you know, they cremated somebody and they're like in an ash and you're like, oh, spreading the ashes. No, that that urn is heavy. So the ashes would weigh about 1.8 kg for adult human female and 2.7 for males. And now you have gone through all this effort. 
you had the access to incinerator, to cremulator. You have like done everything to get rid of this body. But now, what are you doing with the ashes? Hmm, disposing of the ashes. Again, not to mention this, I have probably said it like 10 times, but unlike the popular opinion, unlike what they teach you on TV shows, um, disposing of the ashes, you need license for it in most places and yeah, in most countries and again for most places because usually you don't just want to dispose of them in your backyard. It's like, oh, usually a special place and they make it look so easy in the movies and it's not. So here in the UK, there is like a guidance from, I don't know why I'm using like inverted commas, from the environmental agencies. So you want to scatter the ashes over public or private land if you want to scatter lashes over private or public land, you'll need to request the permission from the landowner. Again, if this is the sea, like who is the closest landowner kind of thing. And that would include parks, commons, beaches, as I was mentioning, and any private farmland, churchyards. Again, in certain countries... Oh, did I note that down? Okay, so you don't need to request permission to scatter ashes over a river or in the sea. But again, you should check advice on like the environmental agency in your area first. I swear I've read somewhere that yeah, you need a permission in the cemetery. Otherwise, I think you can actually get charged because it's technically like destroying somebody else's body, whatever you call that, because you are, well, putting another human's corpse where another one lays kind of thing. But then again, if you are to scatter ashes over the cemetery... I mean, why not bury them? I get it. Don't come for me. Okay, cool. So, the um, the third method is acid. Everybody's famous. Breaking Bad. Let's do it. They're like, they made it so easy. The grit of the acid. Let me just spoil it for you before even doing pros and cons. The grit of acid and what they don't show you in Breaking Bad and what pains me truly to my core. Basically, the short of it. If you choose an acid, you will kind of either need to be super skilled, kind of like Dahmer, who had like his dad was doing biology and chemistry and all that stuff and has taught him from the early age, or you're going to do as much damage to yourself. It's the gases, it's the fumes, you can get burns, you can get chemical burns. We've covered acid attacks on this podcast, so pretty much that's it on acid, but let's do a deep dive. Let's see what Miles Google search weirdness has uncovered this week. So the pros I put is it's easy to purchase. Again, as I mentioned on the Acid Attacks Minisode, you can buy mostly drain unblocker stuff, basically, is what can work. You can Nobody's limiting you how many of those you can buy, so you can technically get a huge amount and get be non-detected. The cons of it is, apart from what I just said, the hydrochloric acid, yeah, it takes a long time to act. Fumes can kill you, and you need to wear a respirator at all times. There's no just like, oh, lifting and breathing. You're dead. Um, other cons of it, it still smells. The body still smells, even if it's like submerged in acid. I covered on, I covered on last meals the on YouTube the acid bath murderer. That was, that was a good one, but as in, it was a good last meals video. Watch it. But yeah, the guy was just messed up. And again, he got discovered because he just didn't know how much time it actually takes. Nah. 
Also, another thing is like to consider, well, Dahmer had, Acid Bath Murder had like a gallon of like 45 gallon oil drum. Dahmer had like 50 well, like, it's huge ass thing. Like, where are you gonna conceal your acid tank, sir? Mm. Yeah, you gotta think about a lot of things when it comes to acid. Another thing is, so even Breaking Bad, I don't think it shows you this. Well, the most common thing that you use is like lye. So it's like a combo of different sulfuric materials, whatever. And well, again, what you're left with is bones. So we come to the previous problem of what are you doing with those bones? Do you have the cremulator? Where are you spreading the bones? Are you digging them into your dirt? Because like I feel the bones in themselves need like the whole minisode, right? Like, hey, this is all the ways you can dispose of bones. And it's mostly actually you need to grind them up and you need to have a machine to grind them up. And that's like the whole grit of this episode because, yeah. This is, again, why I'm not encouraging you, because you're gonna struggle. Like, whatever you see on television, they make it look so easy. Like, oh yeah, put bleach all over the place. Like, bleach doesn't conceal blood. What are we talking about? But what are we doing with the blood? Oh, like, yeah, the, the how to get away with murder. They're like, yeah, we burnt it in the fire. It's fine. Nobody will discover anything. It's literally just charcoal of human flesh. Okay, gross. Cool. Uh, now... Next method of disposal is water. Everybody, again, one of the favorites, they're like, you will never find it. And even if you, you know, never find, like, even if you find it, again, the evidence, um, people will never find the evidence. Again, wrong and wrong. Well, <laughs> wrong and wrong and illegal, probably, as well. Um, so, pros are, yes, it is hard to find. And if you know what you're doing, so if you are tying it to something hard, it will be difficult to find. Like, I'm covering a guy next week, Monday, without spoiling everything for you, who, well, has been discovered within a year, even though he was tying bodies to car parts. So that's not really super... (laughs) That's not really efficient. Also, there's a famous case of Scott Peterson and Lacey Peterson. And... This is just, this is so bizarre because, well, he, apparently, he, like, he has been convicted of killing his wife and she was found in water. And, well, in that case, well, as well, in both cases, like, actually, they couldn't gather much evidence. There wasn't, you know, much evidence. But in both cases, it was because the bodies have been in water for a long time. So, again, as I mentioned, you really need to tie to something heavy and you need to know what you're doing. Okay, outside world, haha, <laughs> laughter. What is this? Why are people happy? Okay, <laughs> just Hitler. <laughs> the cons, the most of the cons are that it's the body is buoyant. Is that the word buoyant? Which means it will eventually surface. So the thing you tie it up with better be heavy because it's going to bloat up basically and come to haunt your life. The grit of this is that it's probably, I don't know, is it, but yeah, out of everything I'm saying is the dumbest or the least practical way, because it's not just that it's buoyant, it's not just that you need to tie to something really heavy, it's the fact that, well, where are you? What location are you choosing? Is it a river? Is there a dam? Is it gonna be tangled into something? Like, is it even submerged fully? So you need to think about all of these things. And then if you're like, well, actually, my I got it. I have the access to the ocean. I have the access to the boat. Well, 
can you legally go as deep as you can in that ocean? Do you know how the waves move in that ocean? Again, something that you don't think about. Like, are the waves, are the storms, like, is it one of the storms? Is it ebb or flow season? All of that kind of nonsense. And then, well, is the body just going to come and really to, to haunt your life? But also, how many times in, like, a true crime story you have heard a body being discovered by a fisherman or a diver? Again, Caesar sisters, remember that? Yep, and then the divers just... Uh, well, the body just flew out, like floated, and then the divers, like, is, is that ocean, is it like actually inhabit like other people diving for sports or anything? You need to do so much research, it's so much effort. Also, you might, another thing that you don't think about is that you want to find water that's not super cold. Again, how are you going to do that? This is not bath, you don't control the temperature of the water. Why? Well, because the cold water with little oxygen will preserve bodies, which means, again, allows for an easier identification of a body and allows for people to determine time of death. Do you have an alibi for every situation? Hmm? Oh, shit. And what people don't think about, and again, this is like the legal part of it that yeah, pops up in Google searches, is that you need a license for a burial at sea. So do you have the access to the boat? How far did you go? Did you manage to get undetected? Because otherwise you're going to get fined or arrested. So being caught, I put, is super illegal. <laughs> And also, what I didn't think is when it comes to burials and sea, you need to get, like, in the UK, you need to get registered on, like, gov.co.uk, and you need to pay, like, 50 pounds or above, depending on who the person is, depending on where you want to bury them, you need to have even a special coffin made, and um, the coroner needs to sign on it. So that's, like, the legal procedure. So again, you get caught. You're done. You're dusted. The last method we're going to talk about today before just like summarizing and just, you know, going into like the actual just greet, farewell, is pigs. Remember? <laughs> this is the shortest one. Okay, listen. I put pros if you are a Picton. Remember the very first guy that I covered, episode number one, the poor sign motive? Yeah. All of that nonsense. Well, he had a huge farm. So yes, if you do have the access to pigs, again, they are gonna devour. It's pretty quick. It's efficient. And um, yeah, again, you need to deal with bones. But <laughs> I put appetite. There's no like establishment, like how quickly do pigs eat? No, appetite. But the cons are, well, first of all, you need to be a pigton. Like you need to have a farm of like 500 pigs that thing but then also still bones we're doing with them you need to dispose of them also something that google popped out without me ever wanting to know this is that pigs can apparently poop out small bones as well so uh, you better have some time on your hands to a dispose of the big bones to for your pigs to shit and then for you to clean up that shit life stuff you learn for the minisodes. So, the whole problem, in summary, is the disposal of bones. Right? Right. Nothing solves it. Cannibalism? <laughs> Doesn't either. You can't actually digest bones, right? Not funny. Not funny. Nor does boiling, nor does flushing. Dennis Nielsen looked into that as well. Yeah, that will eventually come to haunt you as well. 
bones won't fertilize the ground. So again, they're not just gonna dissolve, are they? So <laughs> I put, you better have a volcano or an abandoned area on hand, or at least indefinite storage space no one else will ever have access to. Do you have that? Yeah, good, great. Don't still, still don't commit crime, because uh, they're gonna haunt you. Okay, people haunt you until the cases are solved. I believe in it. <laughs> also, I'm gonna put up on the screen for the people following on YouTube. There's this machine. It's called Water Wheel. Again, it looks ancient and it kind of is ancient. So, a you need to have a cremulator, or B, you need to have this thing, which is technically a blender, and people, you know, it grinds bones, and that's the only way you can convert then the bones into something that resembles ash. And even then, you need to have thought about everything else, you need to go through so much effort, think then when, where are you gonna dispose the ashes? So that they are not discovered. Where are you gonna dispose human's ashes? Like, do you have the license? You're gonna get caught in one of these things. Also, you know, it's just so much effort. Like, lie on the couch and chill. Like, start the podcast, whatever. <laughs> start the podcast covering disposal methods. Life. So, the bottom line. What is the moral of this minisode? Well, <laughs> this paragraph. This paragraph. I'm just gonna read out this paragraph because it's just golden. If you pass the receipts, the CCTV, buying or accessing different machines, never getting evicted, crushing bones, submerging the ashes, getting rid of that boat, not being burned by fire or acid, are you living with yourself? <laughs> it like, sounds like an ad. Can you avoid detection? <laughs> this is not a challenge. That's what this paragraph says. Like, Maya, you cannot end minisodes like this. This is not a challenge. It's like, what would this commercial even be for? And then I put the actual bottom line is not to make enemies. Because <laughs> if I found this on the internet, so can they. Yeah, if I manage to scramble this in a couple of days by googling legalities and weird shits like that, so can other people. And maybe they have the access to uh, the cremulator and uh, that medieval bone-looking machine. And... Um, how to get away with murder in a nutshell, as with everything, is to A, be super rich, that will get you off from murder or just any sentence in life, or B, to be super old, so that you don't serve a long ass time. So yeah, if you can live with yourselves, if you can beat the consciousness and everything, and yeah, have all of these machines, still, don't do it, still, because they're gonna haunt you from the ground. And you don't want ghosts haunting you, but you know what also you especially don't want is for you to be splitting different parts of the body. So for multiple ghosts to be haunting you from all of these different places, because then in your head you have like, oh, this is how I dispose of the body. This is how I dispose of the bones. This is where I like scattered all of this. Then you just, it's, it's double the trouble. They're gonna haunt you from all these places. You will never walk the streets normally again, because where, what have you done? Okay, cool. That is a minisode. That was a, a choice, a brave choice of sorts. But yeah, I am <laughs> done with this because uh, I don't know what else to teach you. Uh, moral of the story is don't commit crime because it's too much effort. Just chill. Just, uh, yeah, start up like a healthy hobby and don't be haunted for life. But that's it. So until Monday, yeah, you. 
make better decisions in life, and more importantly than that, keep making the world a better place, one motive at a time. Bye, fuckers! Ah, I always wanted to say that on camera. Ah, was this a good one? Is this gonna get removed of YouTube and just podcasting world in general? Was it too brutal? You'll have to find out! <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, as for the YouTube world, I have nothing else to tell you and nothing else to say. So, this is a goodbye. I can see this light. I have a new light. This is why you see me in HD resolution. But yeah, it's I can see circles everywhere I go. This is also why I'm not wearing glasses, even though I'm blind. I'm damaging my own eyesight for you. Okay, Jesus. Turning this into victim blaming. Cider, huh? Good stuff, good stuff. Some of this hair on it. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Shh. YouTube doesn't like the F words, okay? I know, right? Am I in the monastery or what?